1: 365 days a
2: year this is the pack a day podcast
1: what's going on packers fans welcome into another saturday edition the injury report edition of the pack a day podcast your podcast for the green bay packers 365 days out of the year i am matt fralick alongside me the og of the Packers. Pack-A-Day Podcast, my longtime recording host, Janelle Mackey. Janelle, how are you? And have you had a chance to look at the injury report, Janelle? Pretty fascinating this week as we get to week four. It seems like we're trending in the right direction as far as health.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously when we started doing this, um, you know, the injury report segment for the year, it was kind of brutal for a while there. And obviously last week it was just, you know, basically our entire offense was on the injury report. So, be able to kind of look and see only one designated player already ruled out, Caleb Jones, Um, you know, obviously some guys who were limited participation, all that stuff. But I mean, you just kind of look at the names and it's like the kind of usual, like the guys who have been on the injury report, but it's, you know, it's more promising than it has been. So, you know, it's, it's almost relieving and they're going into a game where you know, injuries shouldn't even really be a factor. They should still win this regardless. But I mean, it just, you know, it feels so good to be able to look and say, hey, we're getting healthier. Um, Obviously, opponent-wise, we know Mac Jones is really kind of the biggest factor who Mm -hmm. has been ruled out. So he kind of just looking at the New England side, big factor in that. But I mean, yeah, a couple guys who maybe popped up a little bit this week and, we'll kind of go more in depth of that, you know, AJ Dillon seeing his name, but he was full participation. So um, yeah, I mean a couple new names, but it just feels like such, even though there's a good amount of guys there, it feels like a lighter load than what we've been dealing with. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we no longer really have to have the David Bakhtiari conversation, which was its whole other injury report segment for the last few weeks on its own. So that's kind of nice. We don't even have to touch on that.
1: Truly. It was like we would record 30 minutes, 25 minutes, depending, and half of that time would be dedicated tour the offensive line and mostly yep. of David Bakhtiari's health. But two weeks in a row now, he finishes on a Friday without any, any injury designation, which I think is massive. <clears throat> I've been very pessimistic over the last few weeks, just saying I'm not sure what the rest of his career even looks like. And I'm starting to be proved wrong. I think it was huge strides were made on Sunday, although it was a interesting Uh, strategy, flip-flopping him and Naj uh, for, uh, you know, consecutive series, just going back and forth. I thought that was very obscure. Some of that, as Andy talked about on Monday's episode of the video podcast on Packaday on YouTube was just the fact that maybe that was even just the sense of the weather down in tampa right like that could have been a whole other factor so i mean um, probably
3: why Lazard's out there puking his guts up so (laughs) also
1: also yes uh also the fact that Lazard was also uh, a little fatigued as well i i'm just like very pleased because it seems right now week four end of basically september it'll be october by the time this a this episode comes out and b they play an actual game this is going to be the healthiest team we've seen for the Packers thus far. Albeit, you know, like you said, Caleb Jones is out. He didn't practice all week with an illness. Seems like there's a little bit of a bug going around the, from um, at Lambeau. Randall Cobb had that last week. It looks like now Caleb Jones has it. Caleb Jones, you know, a massive human being they want to see um, being on this active roster, even on the practice squad. But albeit, uh, really the only person that is out for them. The next injury designation is Jair Alexander, dealing with that groin, limited participation participant on Wednesday, Thursday, a DNP Friday, a limited participant, probably just flip-flopping back and forth. They did the same thing with Bakhtiar this week with his Uh knee. Um, Generally, you just want to see how it goes on a Wednesday. Okay. Let's give you some rest on Thursday, gear up again for a Friday. It's kind of the trend I've seen over the last few years with um, following the team a little bit closer. And then just with like a short week like this. Um, So truly though, fascinating to see that David Bakhtiar again, Good with the knee. I said Jair already with the groin. And then you go to the offensive side of the ball, you stick over there. We saw so many injuries last week with the receiving core, whether it was Christian Watson, who wasn't going to play. The, still with the
3: receiving core.
1: <laughs> honestly. And it's just like, now it's like, okay, we're actually going to see this receiving core flourish. Like Dobbs made huge strides last week. I think got a ton of just respect and probably confidence from his quarterback. Now Christian Watson has the ability to do the same thing as a first year receiver, um Cobb is nowhere to be found this week with his illness it's just it's a really great spot to be you know understandably Sammy Watkins is on IR so we don't get him on this injury report he'll be back in week six more than likely uh or week seven whichever way it works out with the four four weeks but truly like Elton Jenkins even is like someone that was DNP on Wednesday um probably just giving him some more rest after that Sunday game and then limited participant with his knee still so I'm I'm extremely pleased to see this injury report You know, the one thing that is like more concerning to me is like Jerry Alexander. Like we missed him a lot last year with the shoulder. Now we have a groin, like two injuries that are just gonna constantly be nagging. One, you know, the shoulder can't really do all that much with it. He didn't really play throughout the rest of the season when he got hurt in the Steelers game. And it's like, how is that groin going to affect him? Luckily, we did see some dudes step up last week, Rasul Douglas. We saw Eric Stokes have a bounce back game, and obviously Keyshawn Nixon was probably the highlight of that secondary to see him just being able to take over and brought in specifically as a special teamer, but apparently can play in the nickel or the dime scenario as well. So I love to see that. Um, yeah, if I I re- mean, realistically,
3: this is a game that if they want to just kind of give Jair a little extra rest with that groin, uh, I think that this is a game that they could most likely get by without him considering the cornerback room that they have. Um, you know, it's the Patriots offense, their receivers. Now you got Brian Hoyer out there throwing the ball. Um not anything that I think is out of the task of that cornerback room with or without Jair. So I think that if they really want to kind of be a little cautious about that injury to make sure that it doesn't become something worse, I think that, you know, I, I would be okay if they were to end up making the decision for him not to play. But again, obviously you want your best guys out there. And if he feels he's good to go, then he's good to go. And it is what it is. But if it were to come down to that, I think that this could be a game that maybe Jair doesn't need to take as many reps and push it. Um, obviously, we can only see what we see on paper with the whole mm-hmm. limited practice and kind of how he's doing. Um, the the interviews, you know, with Matt Lafleur have sounded promising, but um, I think that this is a game that they could get away with him if he does play. He could take less reps, especially because mm-hmm. they have, you know, they brought up guys who obviously played well against Tampa Bay and that is a much better offense, even without some of their best receivers out there um, than what we're going to see here with new England, obviously don't want to undermine a bill Belichick team, but I just think that this defense should flourish against that offense. So I don't, I don't see a reason to push his injury, you know, in a week four game, I think that there's guys who can step up. So even if he does play or doesn't play, um, you know, I'm going to be okay with it either way, but you know, I, those groin injuries just make me nervous. And like you said, we missed him a lot of last year with that shoulder injury. So if he's going to be kind of injury prone like that um, you don't need to push those things in week four. So we'll kind of see how the, how the cards fall. Obviously um, it's up to the medical staff and kind of Jair and coaching staff where, where everyone's at with it, but um, I'd be okay with either situation I'd feel confident with either situation
1: I totally agree with you you alluded to Mac Jones already being out that was probably the biggest one and it's like okay so the receiving core for the Patriots not that great even with Mac Jones in there now they're going to start Brian Hoyer more than likely like I don't think we should be overly concerned the way we performed last week being the Packers defensive backroom when they're going up against Tom Brady granted it is some lower tier receivers but like realistically they, they they fared pretty well I would say this is probably a lesser chemistry wise receiving core you know Nelson Aguilar just brought in along with Devontae Parker Jacoby Myers like that kind of rounds out your guys you got some peripheral dudes like Kendrick Bourne. maybe the tight end scary a little bit Hunter Henry and John U. Smith I know they Packers have a tendency to struggle covering the the tight end over the years so um, at the end of the day I, I'm I'm very interested to see what they do with their Jair do they shut him down the whole game Do they do some sort of limited snap? Do they do some rotation like they did with Bakhtiari last week? You know, completely different, um, you know, injuries and recovery times from a a new groin injury to basically a two-year knee injury with David and just how they're going to go about, uh, you know, handling each injury. But interesting to see now that we know there's a precedent there to be openly and candid, like, hey, we're going to rotate these guys in. Do they do something similar Mm -hmm. with Jair is fascinating to me. So that's really the biggest thing we're going to watch for on Sundays to see a... Is Jair activated 90 minutes before the game? If he is, what does that rotation look like? And if he rotates in and out, where is he going to be lined up? Probably on the outside. I would doubt they want to put him in the slot just because it's like there's way more traffic going on there. He's going to have to be way more fluid with his hips to be able to get downfield or out to the sideline. So um, I think that's the biggest question mark going into the game. And you look in the the other side of the field for the Patriots, you already mentioned, we both already talked about it, Mac Jones out. I had mentioned on Monday's uh, final dump stream that you know, Mac Jones definitely going to be out. Maybe it's Bailey Zappi season. Uh, Western Kentucky kid. Maybe it's Brian Hoyer. Thought he, I thought Bill Belichick would hold his, uh, you know, his cards a little closer to his chest when it came to Bailey Zappi and Brian Hoyer. Well, he announced on Tuesday or Wednesday that Brian Hoyer was going to be the starter. But I never expected the uh, the 3D chest that is Bill Belichick's brain to just put Mac Jones out there and practice on Friday um, while he was just throwing on the sideline by with a couple of guys, he wasn't in any reps, but it was just like, man, I never even, no one ever thought Mac Jones would be even practicing on Friday. Um, It says he's in that. it was a DNP. There's literally video of him throwing on the sideline. Now, granted, he's not in practice. It's more of like individual drills, but still, it's just like another element that I'm like, that's super bizarre. People were talking on Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, the, the back and forth between the medical staff. Uh, Bill Belichick and Mac Jones and where they kind of aligned four week injury, six to eight week injury, where that's going to fall. I think that'll be some speculation to occur there, especially when, depending on Brian Horner's success, but you stay on the offensive side of the ball for them, literally no other injuries there. They have one offensive tackle, or excuse me, one offensive lineman with a thumb. He's officially out. I believe he's like a backup, uh, what is he, a backup center for them or a backup, uh, excuse me, backup left tackle. He backs up Trent Williams, or excuse me, Trent Brown. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, though, is where we're seeing a ton of stuff. Um, we have honestly Josiah Bledsoe, no relation to Drew Bledsoe. I already checked that out. That was pretty easy to <laughs> determine based off of uh some Wikipedia stuff. Tyler Duggar, also another safety there, young guy that they brought in many, many year, or a couple years ago in the draft. Uh Davin Judo, uh questionable. Lawrence Guy, former Packer, DNP all week with the shoulder. No, no chance he plays based off of what I've heard.
3: Yeah, uh, Rayquan, he says he's okay. out. So yep, that's exactly honestly huge for the Packers offense.
1: I agree. Uh Raquan McMillan, he's questionable with a thumb linebacker, Jacoby Myers. I did miss him on the receiving side, uh, with a knee, questionable, limited participant all week. Jalen Mills, hamstring, he's questionable, and Adrian Phillips, a stud veteran, uh, with a rib injury that was limited all week. So uh a lot of limited practices for this entire squad for the Patriots. I think this is a, a similar thing that Bill Belichick has done for years. He likes to have the smoke and mirrors when it comes with his injury report. If you reflect yeah. back on his Bill Belichick or when uh, Tom Brady was there, Tom Brady would always have like sore right shoulder listed, but a full participant just showing like, you know, right. he's throwing the ball all you know the game before. It's just these antics you get with Bill Belichick, which I was kind of fascinated to dive into this week when we got to the injury report. But thus, no huge names really for the Patriots. I mean, they are kind of a are in a rebuilding era post uh, Tom Brady. But losing your quarterback that's huge. Whether you know you think Mac you know Mac Jones has a potential to be a top ten quarterback or he's just another dude in the top thirty two. I, I do like Mac
3: Jones. There's something about him that's fun to watch. And I mean, sometimes again, I mean Packers have yet to meet up with Mac Jones. They only play sure. each other every four years, so. They have not faced Mac Jones yet. You never really know what you're going to get with a young guy that you've never played. Um, I was kind of excited to kind of see the matchup, but unfortunately I'm going to have to wait like another four years for it unless something were to happen and we both find our way into the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a big loss, and then you get Brian Hoyt. The, the thing is, is almost like you lose the element of, like, unknowing because, yeah, there's a lot of film on Mac Jones, but you still have yet to – physically play him yourself where it's like Mm -hmm. Brian Hoyer has been around forever. Like I feel like everybody at this point should probably know how to scheme around him. And um, it definitely kind of takes away their biggest piece because like you said, they're kind of rebuilding. They don't really have like that superstar team um, that we're used to seeing with Bill Belichick. So yeah, I think the, the injury reports almost even each other out this year, obviously New England's looking at theirs. Everybody does have a game status. They're either out or questionable, whereas the Packers, they only have Jair listed as questionable. Caleb Jones listed out. lists out. Everybody else just kind of not listed whether they'll be questionable or not. But, I mean, that's just kind of how the Packers roll with it. So, I mean, for the most part, it, it almost is even at this point. So yeah.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: I would totally agree. I think uh, highlighting the game on on Monday night with uh, Brendan Drosinski, was like looking at it, it's like I think the only path for success, um, and that still remains true today and Friday afternoon record for the Patriots, is if they were to run the ball. They got to establish the run with Damian Harris uh, or Mondre Stevenson. Maybe the rookie, Pierre Strong Jr., gets involved. Um, they had a really good, solid run performance last week. I forget who they played, but they were able to pound the snot of the ball very, very effectively. Both of those gentlemen, Damian Harris and Stevenson, were able to score touchdowns. I think that's the path forward for them this week as well. And you mentioned um, at the top of the show, A.J. Dillon having you know a knee injury that he was battling with all week. I imagine, based off of the nose tackle, Davon uh, Godchu, who I had mentioned with Questionable and Lawrence Guy being out, also a counterpart on the defensive line. That would also be the the path to success for the Packers because you would imagine you go after their weakness, very very thin up front when it comes to uh, defensive linemen. I think that's just, it's going to be a ground and pound game. I think for both sides. I think the Packers will take some opportunities to set up the the play action and go deep. I hope with Christian Watson, Dobbs, whoever else can be down there for a deep threat. I would like to really see them focus on you know establishing the run again. Uh, it worked really, really well in the last home game when they played. Obviously, the the Bears ran the snot out of the ball. Um, albeit it was just kept working and kept working. I think that's something that both teams are going to have to do to be, you know, have success. Hundred percent, the Patriots have to do it though. Like, I don't expect Brian Hoare to come out and be slinging the ball around to Devontae Parker or get the tight ends involved, but. I just I just the way I'm looking at this, I mean, there's some secondary guys banged up for the Patriots as well, which I think the Packers could take advantage of. But they have some veterans back there like Devin McCourty still back there. Agent Phillips, as I mentioned, Um, Jonathan Jones is a solid piece. You know, whether or not Jalen Mills or Kyler Duggar or Kyle Duggar will go, I think, depends on how much they'll throw the ball deep to them. They just got some decent like players in the back end. And I always feel like you got to be careful with Bill Belichick defenses because that's how he got up in this league. And he's always bringing in guys. I mean, a lot of these guys aren't going to be on all pro teams or pro bowl teams, but collectively as a unit, like 11 of them are very, very solid. Like Matthew Judon, veteran in this league but the fact that he's on a bill belichick defense scares me mac wilson senior also scares me playing inside backer for them he's a solid dude out of bama so really like the path forward for the patriots to win this game is still remains run the snot of the ball try to exploit the packers run defense which you know fared decent last week because a the bucks got away from it they didn't really run the ball as much as they should with leonard fournette I thought they should have done that a lot more, especially with receivers out. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're still struggling in that aspect, even with, you know, a banged up Jair Alexander. So that's really what it looks like right now. I think, you know, time will tell for, there's nothing really else to come about for that. That's a big factor, I think, for the Patriots, other than that secondary. Like if Jacoby Myers plays, I don't think that tips the scale, whether he's the first receiver on the field for them or the third receiver, it really doesn't all matter. I put three of those guys in kind of the same bucket where the defensive secondary, I think, is the big piece. Like, if Mills, Phillips, and Duggar can go, as I already mentioned, like, I think that's a huge thing for the Packers, probably rely on the run a little bit more. And then for the Packers side, it's just like, does Jair go? And how it, how does he look? Like, how what what can happen if, we, if they do put him out there longer than they need to? But like you had mentioned, like, I don't think there's a necessity to have him have to even play. I mean, I'd like to see them out there, but at the end of the day, like we are in the sweet spot right now where not a lot of tough receivers for any of these teams are playing. You know, you look at the Patriots, Giants, Jets, like those are very low-end teams when it comes to mm-hmm. receivers. I mean, Garrett Wilson, you can make an argument of has having a good rookie season for the Jets, depending who's throwing them the football. We'll see this weekend, Zach, Wilson will be out there again, but this is a time for this entire defense. I think to just get re solidified, whether it's, you know, injuries for Jair injuries across the the board, but I think it's a, it's, it's a lull in the schedule. You never want to take your foot off the gas, but I think this is the time to get right. If they need to on the injury front.
3: Right. And do you, so just kind of like looking at the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, Christian Watson and AJ Dillon, the only full participants who have been on this injury report. So obviously it's assuming, you know, they were full participants Mm -hmm. Thursday and Friday, everyone else either limited or Caleb Jones, the only did not practice Mm -hmm. Um, based on, so the limited participants outside of Jair, who we've obviously discussed, you know, and Bakhtiari sounds like he'll play, but we've got um, Garvin Jenkins, Lazard, Lewis. I mean, it's assumed that they all play too. So hundred yeah, realistically, I mean, yeah, Jair, when I look at this list, I mean, he's questionable, but he's kind of the only, he literally is the only question mark to me because, you know, Dylan, it's kind of, you know, makes you a little nervous to see him this week with the knee injury, just obviously being a running back and being the dynamic back that he is. Um, you hate to see that, but it's nice to see full participation. So you hope it's nothing serious and just something that they were kind of monitoring um, Watson it'll be really fun you know he's been dealing with injuries off and on basically throughout the entire time that he's been in Green Bay so if we can get him in there it'd be it's opportunistic for him to get in there and have a big day and kind of get those rookie demons off of him this is a perfect team to go in there and do that against so I mean realistically yeah looking at this I assume that basically everybody on this list will play
1: Uh and
3: Caleb Jones he's only out with an illness so he's not even dealing with an injury which is nice to know you know it's the illness is like you said making its way around but when he comes back it won't be you know he's coming back from an injury it's just he's got an illness he's dealing with so um yeah I mean this is a really promising (laughs) really promising list for the injury report and I actually feel I feel good about this one even though there's a lot of names it's basically assumed that they all play
1: hundred percent. And like you look at you, like you, you mentioned and Mercedes Lewis DNP on Thursday, generally a veteran rest day. Yeah.
3: Nothing, I think nothing to be concerned about. Nothing
1: to be concerned about. No setbacks with Alan Lazard's ankle, which is just bizarre that he went from, you know, being completely healthy to being the dude to getting stepped on at a practice a few weeks ago, still of dealing course, with that yeah. issue. Kind of shitty. Uh, the two other ones that like you already mentioned, Christian Watson. I think it's great because week one, we still have that bad taste in our mouth for him dropping it. I'm sure he feels the same way. How can he bounce back? I hope they take some opportunities with him this week like they did with Dobbs last week, albeit Dobbs had to be the guy last week for them to move the ball, had eight targets, eight receptions. I don't know if the same volume will come Christian Watson's way with basically the entire receiving corps being healthy besides Sammy Watkins. And then the one thing we haven't even talked about really, and it's it's kind of you know shameful that we didn't mention this more, is just Elton Jenkins battling the knee. DNP on Wednesday but just limited participant all week and just seeing no setbacks from the young guy that truly Mm -hmm. like I didn't expect to see him on the field this early um, in a full full capacity but ever since what was it week two like he's just been super super solid holding it down and I love to see him not taking any step backs.
3: Yeah now we have both him and Bakhtiari back and it's everything is just coming together for that line and it's only a matter of time before the offense really starts to piece things together behind them. So I'm I'm hoping that this is the week that things really click because things have been pretty slow with this offense. It feels like, you know, highs and lows and just a complete roller coaster. But I think that this is a good time for them to really click. And obviously run game is going to be huge. That um I know when I was recording Packer Report TV with Ross Alglum, he mentioned that Patriots do not have a good run defense, ranked uh-huh. basically one of the worst. Um In DVOA so this is a good opportunity for them to just you know run the snot out of the ball and um, utilize AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones and you know find ways now that the offensive line is settling in I hope that Rodgers has some time to really start to build those connections with those receivers he's a little less familiar with so this is a week that I really feel like a lot of that offense that we've been kind of waiting to see finally hit that stride I think this could be the week that it happens
1: crazy to call our shot On getting the, which I agree, getting the offense back together against a New England Patriots Bill Belichick team. That's a little bit of a, it's like, hey, we're not
3: going to go all in on I will never, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, it really is the Packers game to lose. Yes. But I will never be fully confident against Belichick. You know, you just never know what he's going to pull out of his sleeve. And you can't be overly confident. They just need to go in there and play their game.
1: Hell yeah. No, I totally agree. But uh, we won't get any score predictions this week, Janelle. But I think we're both very confident that the Packers are going to win this game, correct?
3: Yeah. There's realistically, there's no reason, especially with Mac Jones being out. There's just, you know, we don't have, we're not missing pieces this week like we have been last, like in the last few weeks. And hopefully, as long as the stars align here in Lambeau, nothing else happens in that realm. So uh, yeah, it's, It's a must-win, should-win game for the Packers.
1: And Vegas, I believe, started at 9.5 for the Packers to win. I believe it stayed there. Maybe got up to 10 other places you see that. But, albeit, should be a great W in Lambeau Field. Fall day, Sunday afternoon game. Like, it just seems like it's a perfect setting for the Packers to get all these pieces together and kind of go on a run here and find their mojo throughout the rest of the year. So, Janelle, first of all, what are you doing for the game this weekend? And then where can everyone get in contact with all the content Packers related and et cetera, you are putting out.
3: Yeah. For the game this weekend, once again, cause I work on Sundays, I will be streaming the first half from my phone, sprinting to my car, driving the speed limit, a little, you know, a fast speed limit uh, to my parents' house to watch the rest of the game with my dad. So hopefully, you know, long halftime and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm excited for this one. This is a game that I was really looking forward to and I almost wanted to drive out for the game because I liked the Mac Jones versus the Packers. So I'm glad I didn't buy tickets for it because <laughs> obviously I, I don't want to spend money to watch Brian Hoyer. So I can watch him for free from my couch, but um, find me on Twitter at big underscore four. I'll be doing my best to kind of give game takes during that second half. Cause obviously if I'm streaming from my phone, I won't really be active the first half of the game, but um, that's a good place where you can see kind of my thoughts and opinions during the game. Um, you can find me on Open Book on Wednesdays over on Game On Wisconsin with Zach and Eli for our, you know, preview, prediction, all that stuff, everything we're thinking from the games. And then you can also find me over at Packer Report TV doing the previews with Ross Uglum. And then here every Saturday on Pack a Day podcast with Matt and then Eli, who is unfortunately stuck at work as we're recording this.
1: I know you work Sundays, Janelle, so I I, we we respect the fact that you would drive carefully home (laughs) with your father, which I know is a great tradition you have. For myself, I'll be watching it from the comfort of my own home. Might sneak down to see some friends that are tailgating and then sneak back home for the game. Um, Never really sure how Sundays go. Generally, if though if Red Zone turns on. Really tough to get me out of the house for, um, especially when we get into the witching hour, then it goes right into the Packer game. But no, it should be a fun weekend to watch some football. Again, as always, for my content, you can find me on Twitter still at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Uh, You can find my live stream with Brendan Dorzynski, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, Mondays on YouTube. Or Facebook or Twitter, the final dump presented by Game On Wisconsin. But Janelle, it should be a great week. I hope you have an enjoyable last day of September to yourself and we get into the fall season a little bit more. So get the pumpkin spice out, the furry socks, and the hoodie. I already have two of the three lined up and probably figure out the third one tomorrow. But for Janelle Mackey, I am Matt Fralick. You guys stay well. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Injury Report. It was a great one. Not a lot of injuries yeah. on the home front for the Packers. We should We've be seen worse. Sp- <laughs> we should be in good spirits. And as always, Janelle, go
3: go.